Hello, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we're in Chapter 5, How It Works, page 59. Within the second paragraph, beginning with step seven, humbly asked him through step nine, ending with when to do so would injure them or others. We will be commenting on reading, commenting on the reading of steps seven, eight, and nine. Today's readers are Barb W., Esther F., Rick J., Kathy S., and Crystal P. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, May 24th, 2021, are 17,004 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 17004, and 17,005 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 17005. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Barb W. to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning, Barb W., Gratefully Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Illinois. Step one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Carp W. I will now ask Esther S. to read the OA 12 tradition. Good morning. This is Esther S., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we are on page 59, within the second paragraph, beginning with step seven, humbly asked him, through step nine, ending with when to do so would injure them or others. We will be commenting on the reading of steps seven, eight, and nine. I will now ask Rick Day to go ahead and read those for us. Hey, thanks, Rebecca. My name is Rick Jay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Oh, wow. Um, a lot here, of course. And for me, it's, uh, you know, we hear uncover, discover, discard. And step seven, you know, is the discarding of that which I had already uncovered and discovered in my fourth step inventory, particularly in the uh, the fourth column where I'm looking at my part and all this. Uh, and that's blocking me from my higher power, these things. And when I'm humbly asking to remove these shortcomings, these character defects, these fourth column core character defects that I found, you know, with humility and the spirit of being teachable, um, you know, to let go of that which is blocking me, I can now make room for my new power to come in that I'm wanting to connect to, you know, and in step five, one of the promises that we see there, uh, these, these ways that we're starting to to transform as we go through this process is that we begin to have a spiritual experience in step five and we're entirely ready in six. So uh, now we're releasing this stuff. We're discarding. The um, step eight and nine, uh, I call them the made steps. Uh, When I see that word made in front of a, a step, it's like, oh, crap. There's some serious stuff here going on. There's there's some commitment here. And we see the the other made steps are, are three and four. And you know, we make a decision to do this inventory process and, and commit ourselves to to this uh, this way of life, you know. And uh and four, we do this inventory. Now um our our made steps are, you know, we make that list and we have it in the uh you know, out of our inventory that we've already made, we see our part, we see how we've harmed others, you know, and uh, anybody else that uh, that we think of that we've done harm to. But step eight must be taken by itself and not jump right to nine. So we're going to have help with our sponsors to see what these amends are after we make our list. And we'll see what we um, we need to do if we can make the amends, if it's going to hurt anybody. And step nine, we we make that process we we start making that amends to them we just do it and then we start feeling these promises that it's talking about but in the meantime we're starting to do that continued inventory process of where we are today in 10 so we're still continuing so we want to clean up the present while we're cleaning up the past you know and those those promises that start coming true for us you know as we are releasing this and we are embracing that power you know, these promises start flooding in in a culmination of, of promises that we've seen all through the book. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Rick J., for getting us started. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So if you haven't shared on an A Vision for You meeting on Friday or Monday and would like to share, on those lines within the second paragraph on page 59, which begin with seven, humbly asked him through when to do so would injure them or others. That's step seven, eight, and nine. Please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Karen K. Teresa P. Claire E. from the UK. Claire E. 
Okay, we have Karen K, Teresa P, and Claire E. Karen K, go right ahead. Good morning, everybody. My name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit still do not transfer. What a lovely way to start the day today, you know? Step seven to me is is very simple. Um, it, it People, you know, tend to think it's a continuation of step six, but for me it's like, uh, very simply, it's like, okay, I feel selfishness coming my way. It's coming my way, coming my way. And I look up and I go to my heart. I go to my heart and God says, stop. Then I have the free will whether to be self-centered or not. That's taking it to prayer and, and not doing that behavior. For me, that's a behavior step about when I see a character defect coming up, selfishness, self-seeking, dishonest, frightened. Uh, me, the frightens a big thing. So when I feel that fear and it goes right to anger and I got to just go slow it down, Karen, God help me, God help me. Do And I do the pause, I do the pause. And um, I hope my uh, vision sponsor is on the phone because for <laughs> for the longest time, I, I thought I needed like a, a like a, a a spreadsheet of the budget of my financial amends. Um, and, um, you know, and I just needed to make a list. I just needed to make to simply make a list, and um, you know it's it's um, I I can complicate a, anything um, and excuse excuse the way I say this. Uh, me as all the addictions that I have, which I'm very blessed to have all of them, I tend to pull those over fly shit, and um, I just have to be very careful in that list. How selfish am I being? Um, and, uh, this is about me cleaning up my side of the street and it's just about just making a list and, and knowing that one step at a time, one moment at a time, my God is setting me free. And in that relationship with God, I see the truth. God is in me and God is in all of you. With that, I'll pass. And thank you for a wonderful meeting. Thank you, Karen Kay. Teresa P. I'm Teresa P., a grateful recovered member of uh, Overeaters Anonymous. And Teresa, are you there? We don't hear you all of a sudden. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, hi. Oh, hi, I'm Teresa, a recovered uh, compulsive overeater and grateful for um, the simplicity of this step. And I need every and I need things very simple because I'm I'm just a very complicated person. I just you know make it. Oh, I'm a thinker. I think, 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 think. <laughs> and what I need to do is uh, not think so much and start taking simple actions. And, you know, it's just all about turning it over one more time and realizing that God is taking care of this and just to keep it simple. And I like the simple list. It just comes from the fourth step. There it is. I don't have to make a big deal about it. I don't have to, you know, eliminate names or add, well, I could add names and that's always okay. But it's, it's keeping it simple. And to remember that, you know, I'm making me amends. You know, that I don't hurt anyone, you know. Um, and I don't, a lot of times I don't know what that looks like. And so that's where it's so 
helpful to have a sponsor to um, to share my great ideas with because sometimes my great ideas are just not so great. And that's okay because I'm, I'm learning and uh, I am older. I'm 71 and it seems like, gee, you know, I didn't learn this stuff as a kid. And you know what? I didn't. I was so much alone and so much thinking and, you know, trying to figure things out. You know, I, I didn't learn from, you know, trusted people how to really do life in, in, in a way that's worth living. And today, you know, I get to. I was always wondering, you know, I always looked around at the, and saying, hey, you guys all know how to do it. Where did you get the handbook? How, how do you know how to do this stuff? Well, you know, I got in a program and God gave me the handbook. And it's the 12 steps. And uh, the, the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it, it's great. It tells me just what to do and just how to do it. And, and then I get to keep reading it because I forget. And I get to go back and go, oh, yeah, just keep it simple. You know, there it is. You know, there's the list. You know, there's the person or place or thing on the list. You know, and then just to keep the amends simple also. It, it, it just makes life so much easier. And it doesn't, but it doesn't make, no, excuse me, it makes my life simpler. It doesn't make life easy. But it is the easier, softer way. Because when I do make those amends, when I do go to the people that I have hurt and admit what my wrong and make amends, especially the ones they want, uh, it, it has turned out to be so beautiful. I know I made amends to my daughter and, uh, and I asked her what uh, she wanted for amends and she wanted me to come and play with her kids. It's just like, well, how cool is that? And I've done it for years and it's, it's been different with the pandemic. Oh, and with that, you know, it's the book is great. Steps are the way, and I just get to do it. Thank you for letting me share an iPad. Thank you, Teresa P. Claire E. Hi, everybody. My name's Claire E. from the UK. Um, thank you so much for your service today and for the meeting. Um, it's funny, I was thinking, I've been, so the first time I went through the steps when I got abstinent, I think step nine was a real, um, a really profound step for me and where it all started to change, um, really, for me. And then I've just repeated the steps, and um, this time around it was step six and seven. And, um, you know, I think what really has stood out for me with six and seven this time is it's only asking to remove my shortcomings. This isn't me working on my character defects. It's not me trying to self-improve myself. It is really getting to a place where I can look at my inventory. I can look at where self-reliance has got me. I can see what me on my own power, my own ego, where it gets me. And um, and I can look at how objectionable I feel about that. And um, even as an example, today I did some inventory around my teenage daughter. And, you know, I can do that inventory and I can look at it and I can share it with somebody. And I can see that I'm acting a lot because of my own teenage self. Um, I've got fear around her turning into me. I've got, you know, sort of um, all sorts of, of, of issues going on there with feeling frustrated and angry at her. 
And, you know, do I find that objectionable? Yes, I do. I do find it objectionable. I'm living in the past and taking it out on my teenager. So I can actually then get into six and seven and say, God, on my own power, I'm always going to be bitter and busy. Um, and, and these things are going to come up for me. And please help me. Please help me to, rem- to, to just remove these defects, to clear this channel so that I can be more of an agent for you. Um, and six and seven for that point is just such a pivot for me now from going from, from the problem into the solution and very much part of the solution is then moving on to steps eight and nine which is you know uh, um, the best word in there I think is amend you know and, and as was outlined to me an amend is not just saying sorry to people I used to say sorry to people all the time it was my favorite word um, but the amend is actually to change you know this is to change my behavior and again with my example today you know I can change my behavior um, by, by, by bringing my higher power into my relationship with my daughter, by trying to be different, by trying to think of her needs, by trying to be the best mom I can be um, and, and letting go of the outcome, stop trying to make her what I want her to be. Um, and that's just a simple example. And, and I think it's, you know, obviously worth mentioning that, you know, the promises, uh, the, the wonderful promises we have after step nine come halfway through step nine and making those amends. And it was very, very different for me um, when I first got abstinent and did those steps again three, three and a half years ago or so, or whatever it was, um, to actually do the amends, you know, rather than just think about it, talk about it, write lists about it. And I'd done that on previous incarnations of going through the steps, but to actually do them one by one until the list was complete. And, you know, that was a very empowering and um, cathartic step for me. It was a wonderful step. And I very much had the promises come true by doing it. Um, so that's what I have to share on those particular steps, what amazing steps we have and what a program for living, what a design for living that works every single day when I work it. Um, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thank you, Claire E. Well, if you haven't shared on an A Vision for You meeting on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the steps 7, 8, and 9 portion of the list of all 12 steps as they appear on page 59 within paragraph 2, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Christina J. Christina J. And was it Nancy L.? Yes. Gotcha. Melissa G. Tom A. Was it Bob A.? Tom, Tom, Tom A. Tom A. Yes. Got it. Uh-huh. Thank you. Water's warm. We've got Christina J, Nancy L, Melissa G, and Tom A. Christina J, go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for your service this morning. And I've heard many times in the, I'm Christina Jay from the state of Washington, recovered for today. I've heard many times on the line here and there that we really don't start to get the spiritual awakening on a really deep level until we get through nine, finishing our amends. And so I've asked myself in the past, why is that? I mean, when I did step four for the first time, I was really shocked. I was in shell shock at my character defects and the patterns that came up around my insecurities and jealousies. And and the basis of all that was fear. So now, uh, getting to seven, I got to ask God, and I cried when I asked him to remove my shortcomings and these character defects. 
then I had to make that list, and I made three stacks of three by five cards of ones I would do, ones I didn't know how to do, and ones that um, scared me to death and I didn't want to do them. And she had me start with the ones I would do. And as I made these amends, my heart began to be completely cleared. And so this I like to call this the big humble. You get really humbled when you do four, but you really get humbled after you do nine. When you get all those done, some of the things I did shocked me. Some things came up from the past, from my childhood and my young adulthood that I couldn't believe I did. I'd forgotten all about them. And when I found ways to make those amends, because some of those people were gone, I was so thrilled God led me to the way to do those. And as I have done those, I've gotten more and more humbled. And so this is a program of not only humbling, ego reduction, but awareness. Awareness of how we're driving our lives. What's driving our lives? What patterns did we pick up when we were kids that just took over us? And I just ran through life just full of, I got to get mine. I got to get mine. I got to hurry and get mine. Please open the gate. Let me do what I came to do. And, you know, I slayed a lot of people in the process. Um, some of them didn't know I slayed them, but in my mind I was slaying them. You know, I was totally justifying everything I was doing and just riddled with jealousy and resentments. So this is such a beautiful effing cleaning up project. I mean, I can't, um, <laughs> I can't tell you how great it is, and I, I know that all of us are going to be talking about that today and through the weeks to come, but if you're out there and you want to, you want to really clean house and get good with God and your higher self, that higher great soul before you die. Um, this is the way to do it. This is just a beautiful program that will bring you to your deepest self and it'll be clean when you get through. And then as life goes on, you keep cleaning it up because you're aware of how you used to run your life. And now you get to be acutely aware when those character defects come up again. You go, oh, here it is. Hello, jealousy. Come, let's have tea. <laughs> Sit down. We need to work through you. You know, and um, so it's a great way to live. And so if you're out there, get on the bus. I mean, get on this bus. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful program. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Nancy L. Good morning. This is Nancy L. Um, recovering but not recovered, but not cured of my disease. I love these these uh, three steps we're looking at today so much. I've read them so many times, and it's amazing to me sometimes how I can read something over and over and over and never comprehend what I've just read, the words that I've spoken. Um, but I, I recall very vividly those shortcomings that I discovered in in step four, my resentments that I carried around and I hung to them and almost loved them just because I I could go over them over and over them in my mind and all it did was to create and conjure up more fear and more jealousy. And then when I read Step seven, and humbly ask him to remove my shortcomings. I never, I never read that. Absolutely, what to my understanding is that 
I was trying to remove my resentments and I was trying to remove my fears and my jealousies. And one day I read seven and it said, ask him to remove your shortcomings. And I thought, oh, I can't do that. I can't remove my resentments. I can't remove my jealousy, but he can. So I very much humbled myself and admit that, yes, I'm powerless over my food, but I'm also powerless over these defects in my character that I've carried around for so many years. And only God can remove those. So when I looked at my powerlessness over my shortcomings and turned those over to God and said, God, I can't, but you can remove them. And I think my, my recovery just blossomed when I realized I'm trying to do things that only God can do. And I'm not God. I love what someone says. I know there's a God, and I also know I'm not it. Um, so I love these steps this morning, and I love number nine. I made amends to the people that I had harmed, uh, and I was so so relieved when I made amends to my my husband, who's now gone on to be with his maker and I said I'm sorry I did these things and he said oh I forgave you for those a long time ago so I've been very happy with the response that I got from people that I made amends so I thank you for letting me share this morning and with that I pass thanks Nancy L Melissa G Hi, um, this is Melissa G. from Michigan. Thank you um, for your service. And yeah, so I guess step seven, when I think about, you know, being willing to have, or like recognizing what my character defects were and becoming willing to have God remove these defects. Um, God, I didn't want to do that for so long because these defects were the things that, I had used to build up my identity. Um, You know, what do you mean sarcasm is, you know, character defect? How am I, how am I going to show people how funny I am? Or, um, you know, the selfishness and just the self that I was written with was, um, it's just how I had always been. And then when I had to take a look at, um, you know, how these things had harmed people, um, you know, it's funny because a lot of people who know me will always say, oh, you're so kind and you're, you know, you're so this and that. And, um, you know, a lot of times in my head, I felt like a fraud. I felt like a fraud because the things that I would think in my head, um, not only were not kind to many people around me, they weren't kind to myself. Um, and I thought that was being humble. Right. I thought that that was if if I disliked myself so much, then I was humble. And that's not it, because I disliking myself is saying that what God created was garbage. 
Um, so it took me a long time to get through these steps and then um, making a list of the people we harmed and became willing to make an amends and making a plan for that. That's also been a process. Um, and what stinks is when other things come up and you real you remember, oh wait, I you know, I should make an amends to this person and um but the the best part of it I think is the freedom that comes in the end. Um I no longer have to question um what my motives are when I'm with people. Am I doing this for some sort of like selfishness or to make myself look good or am I doing it because it's what my higher power asked me and it's what um, I, my generous spirit wants to do for real, not just for show. Um, and I think that's what these steps really did is it stopped making me live just on the surface, just so I looked a certain way and I um, presented a certain way but was dying the whole time inside. Um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. I feel like I was a little bit all over the place, but have a great day. Pass. Thanks, Melissa G. Tom A. Thanks, Tom, Tom A. Recovered in Greenbelt, Maryland. Really glad to be here. Thanks for all the service. Uh, focusing on these three steps reminds me of uh, the Really, the steps are a path to, to more intimacy and uh, deeper love with my higher power and myself and with others. And I have to get out of my own way to get there. And uh, yesterday I had a painful day. <clears throat> I've been in the program for uh, 40 years and I've done the steps a number of times. And I last time I did the Eighth and ninth steps, I sort of felt like most of my amends were living amends. And I had a difficult interaction with my daughter where she made it clear to me that she thought I had more than living amends to do. And so I've been sitting with that and praying for willingness and, and uh, you know, working on doing my work, which is to set aside my anger and my judging of other people and taking their inventory and just focusing on my part in something and and uh, I can see where I my behavior around trying to avoid conflict and not being direct about something uh, caused my wife and my daughter and so I need to make amends for that and I need to learn how to change my behavior and the thing I love the most about the six and seven steps and uh, that get us ready for these so that I don't I can't do it myself. This is a spiritual process. And so when I worry about if I've done all my amends or if I uh, dealt with all my defects, it's sort of, uh, that's my ego taken over again. Really, if I just practice a spiritual way of life and show up every day for prayer and meditation, and when I get off the rails, call my sponsor, call my friends in the program, uh, and listen, then the next right thing presents itself. I grow spiritually, and uh, I do. And if I need to make amends, I make amends. And if I need to change my behavior, I ask my higher power to change my behavior and help me to cooperate. Just a beautiful way of life. It didn't feel that way yesterday. It sucked yesterday and the day before, and I 
didn't get much sleep one night and uh you know that's part of growing spiritually i think it's just these are the wake up calls and uh, i'm not in charge of the ups and downs of life i'm just in charge of practicing these steps thanks for uh, the focus on these steps today i'll pass thank you tom a all right if you haven't shared on an a vision for you meeting on friday or monday and would like to share on the steps seven eight and nine portion of the list of all 12 steps as they appear on page 59 Within paragraph two, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Mary Oh dear, I heard an H. Lynn Renee H. Lynn Renee H. Toby W. Toby W. Mary Kim J. Mary, what was it? J. J. Mary J. Gotcha. Yes. Cindy B. Someone B. Cindy. Cindy B. One or two more. Kim H. Kim H. I think we have time for one more name to get put up. Lane C. Someone C. Try it again. Lane C. Lane. Lane, I got you this time. We have our list. Thank you so much. Lynn Renee H. Toby W. Mary J. Cindy B. Kim H. And Lane C. Lynn Renee H. Go right ahead. Lynn Renee H. Gotta unmute your phone. Sorry about that. I, I was talking alone. Lynn Renee H from Montreal, Canada. Um, in re- in the process of recovery, six days of abstinence, seventh year in the program. I'm so grateful to be here with you guys this morning. Um, seven. Oh my God, I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like that step because it made me feel like I wasn't enough. Like defect. I'm I'm not good. That's how I was in my head. And at one point, I remember there's a member who said, no, 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 you don't know. It's not because you're not, you're not okay. You're not enough. It's just that it's, it's your mechanism to, uh, like defense mechanism. And I like that. Like, uh, and it's true for me because how come some people are jealous and I'm not a jealous person? And how come I'm impatient and there's some people in the program, they're so patient. And so I don't know why I have the ones that I have, but um it's just it's the way I was able to go through life without going too cuckoo and uh it saved my life. These defects of character if we stick with the the the, the wording, um, they saved my life. So this is good, but now I don't need them anymore. The eight the step eight is so funny for me because, um, you know, I did the same list as somebody mentioned, like the three lists. It's like, okay, I'm going to do them. I'm never, I'm, I'm going to do them, but later, and these are never going to be done over my dead body. And I find that the eighth step is, I'm still thinking, I still control when I do that. And God is so funny because the one on the no way in hell list was the the daughter, uh, the father of my daughter. 
And all men imagine that it's the first one I did finally. I don't know how that happened, but God must have been uh, laughing his head off. And the ninth step is so freeing from myself. I remember in January 2000, when we finished the meeting and we were reading the nine, uh, the, the, yeah, the um, 12 uh, promises, and I was going mental checks in my head. Oh, got this? Oh, my God, I got this. And I got this. And I'm like, and I was crying more and more because I couldn't believe it was happening. And the last one I was holding on to was with an ex-employer, and I did that last summer. And, oh, my God, how free I felt afterwards. I and I couldn't go without somebody in my ear. Just just, just before I went in, I called this member. I'm like, my, ch my, my throat is choking up. I can't do this. And she's like, yes, you can and you will. And you will call me after because I know you're still going to be alive. <laughs> so because I knew I was going to still be alive, I did it. And um, imagine, like, three, four Five months after, I needed a letter from this employer, and I'm like, thank God I did it. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Imagine. Uh, and thank you. And with well, with that, I will pass. And, and yeah, I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you for your service. Thank you, Lynn Renee H. Toby W. Hi. <clears throat> Good morning. My name is Toby. W from Boston. Uh, <clears throat> oh, my God, my voice. I'm sorry about that. Recovered today by the grace of God. <clears throat> I wanted to share, you know, I'm hearing all these wonderful stories about people making amends and how wonderful and freeing it was. And I want to share about an experience I had where uh, I went to make amends to my brother and I needed to travel. <clears throat> and possibly stay overnight. <clears throat> and I'm sorry about this. And um, when I got there, I sat down, we went to make amends, and he said to me, I don't forgive you. And it, I was, wow, because I had been traveling throughout the country to my children and to um, other people, my other brother and sister-in-law, and and he didn't forgive me. And I remember coming home, or before I came home, uh, as soon as I could, I called my sponsor, and I was crying. And she said, you just got to live with it. And I've asked God for a lot of help, and unfortunately, he is uh, no longer with, him, with me. He's passed away. But um, so I just wanted to share that not all amends are come out beautiful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Toby W. Mary J. This is Mary Nell J. And I live in Corona, California. And I'm glad to be here recovered and just loving the meetings. Um, the steps have always been important to me. I've been in program now 32 years. But vision meetings and the learning of the big book 
and the depth that the the vision goes into has totally changed my program and I'm very grateful. As uh, as far as amends go, some of them are, um, I've made several uh, steps, I've done several step nines, but I think the funniest one, if, if you could ever say they are funny, is that when I was a teenager, back in 1967, a, a group of us went on a road trip to a speech competition in Southern California. So we stopped at a very, um, what we thought was an elegant restaurant, and they had these elegant goblets. So all of us decided to steal a goblet. And, tw- you know, fast forward 25 years, I'm in program, and I remember that I had stolen something as a teenager, and I put it off and put it off, and my sponsor said, you've got to make amends. It's a financial amends, Mary Nell. So I wrote a letter and sent a check to that restaurant making amends and saying that 25 years ago I stole a a goblet. And it was amazing. I I got a letter back from the uh, the manager saying, we understand that you're um, sorry that you stole that goblet, and we we know that you're in program, and we want to honor you that you're in program and keep up the good work. Amends are good. <laughs> and so um, I love that my amends in that one area were honored, and I love the fact that I have learned to just simply clean my slate quickly. If I'm wrong, I don't have to be perfect. I do have deficits. I do have character defects. And I can just say, I'm so sorry. And then that's my side of the street. And if someone on the other side decides not to accept that apology, that's not my issue. So I'm grateful for program. I'm grateful for my higher power. And I'm grateful that I don't have to be perfect and I can make amends one day at a time, pass. Oh, before you mute, or maybe you already did, Mary, did I get your name right? Is it something other than Mary J? I try try not to confuse people. It's Mary, Nell is my middle name, and my last name is J, but people don't pick up on it very fast, so it's Mary, Nell, J. M-E-L? And it's in Nancy, E-L-L, Nell. Oh, now. Oh, Mary Nelday, thank you very much. You're very welcome, and thank you for your service. My pleasure. Cindy B., you're next. Can I be heard? I do hear you, Cindy B. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, um, everyone, for this meeting. Um, I'm Cindy uh, from the Massachusetts area, recovered and recovering um, gratefully today, and um, Wow, it's great to talk about the ninth step, the eighth and ninth step, um, because it really uh, has been such a journey and something very life-changing. Doing the steps, you know, according to the big book, um, actually was really different than doing them um, with the 12 and 12, um, which I've I've done, you know, many times years and years ago. Um, One thing that I really learned... um, is that there's a difference between a clean amends and a dirty amends. And for me, um, a clean amends is really, really just saying, this is what I did. I'm sorry, can you forgive me? And 
uh, what else is there that I need to um, to clean up here? Is there anything else? Um, a dirty amends is all about me, you know. Um, you know, I'm sorry I did that. I did it because of you know I was in a bad mood or blah blah blah. You know, and I'm just making excuses. Um, and I really notice that when I make clean amends, they work. When I make dirty amends, um, people kind of hang on to a resentment that they might have, or I do. And then I have another kind of amends that I call the double dog dirty amends, which is I make amends to someone hoping they'll make amends to me because they were really the ones in the wrong. And, you know, so getting really clean with my side of the street and, you know, people have talked about just being like super humble. Um, I always thought I was a pretty honest person and, um, you know, when I really got to step nine, which um, I really think that it was really only in this last year that I really, really, because uh, I had set a date for myself to get all my amends done, and part of, and that was really important because part of step nine is that it can linger forever, and it's what's really great about going through these steps more quickly and not taking, you know. Uh, a lot of time to, you know, it's just like getting them done because I've had amends that have been, uh, un, un, un amended, um, for years and years. And so, you know, just really getting them done. Um, it's, I think it's the, it's the step that I always stalled on and always went, well, you know, I'll get that next round or whatever. But the, but the amazing gifts, that I got from making them was, first of all, peace of mind. Um, I did have people who didn't forgive me, and that was also a great opportunity to see, um, thank you, to see my, my side in it. So um, thank you very much. I appreciate everyone being here. Bye. Thank you, Cindy B. Kim H. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kim. I'm a compulsive overeater and in recovery today. Um, step seven, one shortcoming that I've realized that I have is making things my gods. It can be food. It can be people. It can be places. It can be things. And then when things don't work out a certain way that I envision, I feel so let down by God. And um, then when it comes to step nine, what I've become aware of is the biggest amends I need to make is to myself. I do so many things that are harmful to myself, compulsive thinking, overeating, overthinking, um, despair, suffering, so many things that are just so harmful. And when I heard a few people share today about having rough days, I've been having a lot of really rough days. And I've just become the observer of my behavior and some of the things that I do. And as much program as I have, I still do things that are harmful to myself. And sometimes I don't um, even know that I'm doing it. So I just wanted to share and be able to say that out loud. And um, I'm praying that God will remove my shortcomings and that he will heal me 
and that he will allow me to see myself as a child of God so that I do not do things that are harmful to myself. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Kim H. Lane C. Good morning. Uh, This is Lane C. I'm a compulsive reader uh, from Rochester, New York. And um, it's so great to hear all of these different reflections this morning uh, on steps seven, eight, and nine. Um, This morning, I guess for me, I feel really drawn to comment a bit about step eight. And uh, for me, one of my character defects that was lifted up in step seven was this sense of perfectionism and also a a lack of self-compassion or lack of self-acceptance. Um, and I realized as I was going through and doing my inventory the most recent, this most recent time that, you know, so many of my resentments stem uh, from judgments that I have about myself, uh, that it starts with this internal negative voice inside my head about me. Um, and so, you know, I, I came to uh, step seven. I became willing to, you know, uh, have, have God remove all these defects of character. And I stepped into step eight. And, and what's been true for me um, all throughout my time in this program, I've been in this program for about five years, is that when I get to step eight, I, I think I have harmed everybody just by existing. Um, and so much of that is, you know, is just some of those internal voices. It's some of, you know, the perfectionism. It's, it's, some of the, it's the character defects in action. Um, and so it's been, it was so helpful to have a sponsor, a guide, gently and lovingly guide me through and actually really ask me clarifying questions about where had I actually caused harm? What had I actually done to cause harm to another person? And to get really clear about that. Um, because in the past, you know, I, I had, um, when I was working through the steps, and again, it's all a learning experience, right? Um, but in the past, when I had worked through the steps, I was calling folks and making amends with very vague senses of, in the sense of, of the harm that I had done. Um, and, you know, folks would kind of get confused about what this call was. Why has this woman reached out to me after, you know, so many years? Um, and, and what are you actually talking about? So it was really, I feel like that step eight is so essential to get clear about what the harms are and to get clear about what kind of appropriate amends are there. Um, you know, not to reach out uh, to, you know, ex-partners and rekindle all kinds of like BS from the past or whatever, you know, to, to, to be sure and to be clear about whether or not, you know, I'm going to cause harm by reaching out to someone and also to get clear about the harms that I have caused. Um, I feel like that that really made step nine the most freeing experience that I had had uh, thus far. It was really getting clear about the amends that I had to make and getting clear about the harms. And that, you know, that process is all guided by higher power with the help of another. So I'm so grateful today for being able to share. Uh, thank you so much. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Lane C. Do we have one more person who would like two to three minutes? to share on what we read today, step seven, eight, and nine. Crystal P. Crystal P. Great. Thank you. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P, Recovered Compulsible Reader from Toronto, Canada. Um, I was thinking about, I'm in the process of doing, uh, finishing off my amends, and one of the recent ones that really stood out to me was uh, to my cousin, who I haven't spoken to in many years. I was very angry with her about how she treated me at her wedding, even though I was the one that harmed her at her wedding. And, you know, I wrote out my amends and I read it over to my sponsor and, and her response was like, wow, Crystal, you know, 
like the words are all there, but there's no heart in this at all. You know, and I, and I took it to God to say, okay, what's going on here? And what we realized was that I'm still angry with her. I was still resentful to her. So I knew at that point for me to make an amends is just, I would just be doing it like a checklist just to get my amends over with. And I didn't, you know, we, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do this from my heart. So we went back and I did a step four again uh, on my cousin. And this time so much more came out. And this time I could really see my part in it. And what was so great was when I finally did make the amends, it was, you know, face-to-face over Zoom because she lives in a different country. And I made these amends, and it was so light. It wasn't, you know, you know, uh, I'm so sorry. You know, I can't believe I did this to you, and it was really terrible, and these are my character defects. It was just so, it was so light and airy. It was kind of like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I totally screwed up. I really shouldn't have done that, and I'm so sorry. And it was just so... You know, it didn't make her feel uncomfortable or heavy. Just both of us felt so light after it. And after that, we were just talking, you know, and, and she was telling me about her life. And I was saying things to her that I never would have said if I hadn't let go of resentment. Things like, wow, you're, you're such a good wife to your husband and you've been through so much and you're handling it so beautifully. And at some point in the call, she stops me and she says, Crystal, what is this? What is this call? Is this like a gift from God? You're saying all these things to me that I have needed to hear for months. It's like God knew that I needed to hear it and he sent you to me to say it. And it just hit my heart so hard that like God prepared me to give her the amends that she needed to hear. This was not about me. This was about her, about me giving to her what she needed. And I'm so grateful for the amends that I made, but I'm so grateful for the ones that I got stopped from making before they came from my heart. Thank you for letting me share it, Pat. Thank you, Crystal P. I'm sorry I read my clock wrong and had to cut you off. Um, Thank you for everyone for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 17,009. That's 17009. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Yes, this is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 